join us, everyone, on Liberty Station. Uh, tonight, as, as always, we have a wonderful guest. Uh, this one, actually all the guests, hopefully, usually happen to be my friends. This one is a special friend. I, I really got a chance to get to know her and her husband at the uh, Council for National Policy when it was at the Broadmoor in Colorado. And they came up to me because she's running for office, 3rd District, uh, Congressional District in Washington. And, uh, you know, they had never run for office. This is a citizen statesman uh, putting everything on hold. It's coming at a cost to them. And we just hit it off. And I had a chance to spend time with them. Uh, she's spoken at our church. I've gotten to know her husband really well. And then uh, Rick Green and I have traveled up to Washington to help this campaign. Uh, in case folks don't know, Bryce, who this is, the guest tonight, you want to tell them? Heidi St. John. Heidi St. John. Yeah. Now, but. Before we put her beautiful face on the screen, I do want to set the the stage that uh, she's running against this guy who, you know, tragically is a gold star husband. And I my heart goes out to him. Yeah. As I imagine President Trump's did, and he endorsed this guy, which was a mistake in my opinion. Uh, he jumped in the polls, has gotten national support financially. But this is a guy who's a Democrat who voted for Sanders and has socialistic ideas that are just crazy. And he's, he's not a happy guy. And I've... I'm looking at him, and, and from day one, I'm like, this guy's this guy's sus. I, I just I just don't buy it. And, and CIA connections, that's the last guy we need in the Congress, in my estimation, considering how these three-letter agencies are just wreaking havoc on our country. And now you have this person who has lived their entirety in this district, is beloved in this district, is a homeschool pioneer, uh, is a, a, a tremendous mother. Uh, Jay's a tremendous father. They've raised these beautiful kids, all successful in their own right. They have pioneered in the homeschool world uh, a system that will, will minister to any child. Yep. I, I, uh, and not only that, prolific writer, best-selling author, yep. and, and is sought across the country for speaking. And I'm baffled that conservative groups just overlooked her because they saw this bobble trinket, shiny guy. And and granted, you know, that's a that's a heavy mantle to carry, Gold Star husband. But look, as a citizen of this country, thank you. My heart goes out to you. But I don't want you to consent. I don't want to give consent for you to govern on my behalf because is is as much as you've served in this capacity, your policies and your positions do not coincide with my own, nor do I believe they're healthy for the state of Washington, of which those cities, he can't even pronounce the names because he spent so little time in the state he wants to represent. So when Trump endorsed uh, Heidi's opponent, uh, she was down 11 points in, in, in the election. Uh, one of the latest polls that came out put her two points ahead. She's been outspent. Uh, he's raised more because he's got a national platform. Tucker's yeah. every night. And I love Tucker. And, and even Turning Point USA, what are you thinking, folks? Their uh, their political arm um, has endorsed her opponent. Well, I, I'm not playing that game. I I adore this woman. I'm up there working on her behalf, and I'm so excited that she's our guest tonight. Folks, please welcome to Liberty Station the great Heidi St. John. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's so great to be here. <laughs> I had I had like twenty other great things to say about you, but Do Rob it. did no no, no 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 just just pretend just, okay there's this there's this picture of this beautiful woman right here uh, but go ahead Bryce, no talk no about her. I, I just I just want to say and and emphasize you you did enough in regards to emphasizing her work in the homeschool movement but what she's doing is truly a, a treasure because she is a pioneer yeah. and right now we need that more than 
almost anything else. And that's why I think uh, she's a, a phenomenal candidate also because of that. Um, she has done so much for that community, and, and we need folks like her. So, um, And I got to spend some wonderful time with her and just love her to death. So anyway... That's Hello. That's good. pretty good. good. That's pretty great. good. I, I you st- guys, yeah. I'll I'll send you the twenty bucks later. I'll have to get it yeah. out fast. No, now. you need it for your campaign. You don't have enough money. You're being outspent yeah, nationally. They're right. coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's a yard sign. That's true. <laughs> true. Heidi, uh, you're doing really well in this. I mean, this is a true grassroots campaign. You're not getting large donations from anybody. This is all mom and pops, lily pad by lily pad. And uh, you're going into churches, you're going into community centers, you're going door to door, you've got folks walking precincts, and you're still maintaining the, the work on behalf of all the homeschool families, many of which have never homeschooled before, especially yep. in the state of Washington, where Governor Isley is as bad, if not worse, than Governor Mussolini. And you've managed, you and Jay have managed to put together one of the most fascinating, you can't even call it a, a homeschool, it's like a... Well, I think it's a, it's uh, they've they've revol well. I was going to say revolutionized, but that's the wrong term because actually you've gone kind of back to the fundamentals of what schooling kids is about and equipping them for life. And some of the uh, real interesting things that you guys are doing around teaching them how to run businesses and and getting them involved in trades and getting them educated in a multi-dimensional fashion uh, to, again, equip them for life, which I think is our real mission. To avoid us being yeah. the guests on our own show, we're let's, trying to describe something she can describe. Yeah, I agree. Heidi, what is it you do, and, and why are you running? And tell the folks why we are so excited about you and let them know what we know and just take it from there. I'm going to get a ham sandwich in a hammock, like Larry Elder said, and I'm just going to relax. And Yeah. You got it. Go. Take it. Well, you How know, you doing? I... I'm doing great. And you know what? It's This is a good day to be uh, a Christian in politics. It's a good day to watch what's happening in our education system because it's blowing up, which is frankly what we've been praying it would do for a long time. The system is broken and it is fundamentally flawed. It's going to have to be deconstructed. And in the meantime, you know, the Lord is providing opportunity for people like me and my husband to put forth solutions that really are helping parents escape the public school system. So we've been doing that for a very long time. The nonprofit that we run has been around for over 20 years. We we planted back in the day 60 homeschool cooperatives right around there. Maybe, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. But describe like, you know, a, a little- home describe please describe a homeschool cooperative because that's where we got tripped up. I I was looking for yeah. that word. This isn't a private school. It's not a homeschool. This is a homeschool co-op. Ex- ex- explain that to the viewers, please. Yeah, and so the, so a homeschool cooperative, so there is a homeschool cooperative that meets here. What we did here is called a homeschool resource center. This operates five days a week, sometimes uh, seven on Sundays. We teach the Constitution here. So we always have our doors open to the public. But years and years ago, we started homeschool cooperatives in churches. We tried to work with pastors around the country to let them open up their doors one morning a week so that families could come in and just pool their resources. And maybe they could take extracurricular classes. They could have a choir, you know, that kind of thing. And it was it was very successful. But in in 2016, when Barack Obama issued his bathroom mandate, you know, I speak for a living. So my husband and I and our children were out living in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we were spending five months there for my speaking season. 
And I'll never forget it as long as I live, just listening to Barack Obama on the news talk about how the bathrooms in the public school should be open to whoever wanted to, to use them and whatever gender they identified as. And I looked at my husband and I said, this is going to be the beginning of terrible injury, mostly for young girls. And my heart was just grieved. And uh, I made a phone call to a friend of ours that lives here in Vancouver. And I said, David, do you know anyone that has a building? We can't just do one morning a week in churches anymore. We need a standalone place that these families can go. So you kind of got to you know, back up 24 years ago when I pulled my oldest daughter, who's now in her 30s, out of the public school. Jay and I had seen something that we were interested in. We saw some problems in the public school. We saw sort of a, um, the handwriting on the wall, if you will. And we were very intrigued by the homeschool movement because we saw families that were thriving, kids that actually liked their parents. They liked to be together as families. And so we were uh, just uh, really burdened by the Lord to take Savannah out of school and to start this thing called homeschooling. And I was motivated to where I was going to take a little red wagon, go down to the library, figure it out, you know, throw some books at my kid and figure out how to do this thing. Well, we were running to something. The families that are leaving the public school system right now are not running to something. They're running from something. They're running from an education system that is morally and educationally and academically bankrupt. Uh, their children are literally being stolen out from under them. Our public schools are teaching our kids to hate the country, to hate each other, to hate their parents. And uh, and so we wanted to give them something to run to. And that is what the Homeschool Resource Center is. Rob, you were just here. It was just a delight to, to have you here and be able to see uh, a glimpse into what we're doing here. We have 1,600 students here now. They come Monday through Friday. We start at 10 in the morning. We go till about 6 o'clock at night. And these kids come out in out of our building all day long. And so if a mom were to come to me, uh, which they do every single day, the front doors of the resource center and say, you know what, I'm done. I I pulled my kid out of the public school. Now I just do not know what to do. And I don't want to teach algebra and please don't make me dissect a cat in my kitchen and all the things we have those classes here. So we'll give you a menu basically. And everything that we offer here is a la carte. So what we want to do is help these parents fold their children where they're bent. So we we interview them. We try to figure out what are the likes and dislikes that your let me, children let me, have. Uh, it's let me, amazing. Let me, pause, let me pause real quick. You, you used a, a term that just probably went over a lot of. That was a great head. term, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a it's a smorgasbord. It's a a buffet table where they get to, you know, it it there's all kinds of things they can choose from according to the child's how they're bent, and that yeah. comes from raise a child in the way they should go, yes. and 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 when they're old they won't depart thereof according to their designs certain children weren't learn certain ways some are experiential some are analytical is that i mean i just wanted to ever have everyone catch that yeah not one, and it's, it's, what, not one curriculum doesn't fit everybody yep that's right yep and so we don't offer one we don't we're not like a classical program or a charlotte mason <laughs> program we have a probably 50 different kinds kinds of classes that are offered here over 200 classes right now are going wow. on uh, at the Homeschool Resource Center. We have a beekeeping program here. We're teaching kids how to how to uh, how to build engines. We've got carpentry programs here. Not only are we doing a beekeeping program, but it's an entrepreneurial program. So the ki- the kids learn how to uh, take care of the bees. Then they harvest the honey. Then they have to figure out what fair market value is. Then they take that product to market, and then they figure out how much is it going to cost to advertise it. So what we're hoping in 
giving the kids opportunities. In fact, the studio that I'm in right now is at the Homeschool Resource Center. So when I'm not in here, students are in here and they're learning how to do podcasts. They're learning, they, they, uh, they're recording music in here, doing all kinds of things. We want them to be able to, if they so desire, to go directly into the workforce from high school. So if they are interested in, uh, in veterinary medicine, for example, we might hook them up with a local vet and they can shadow that vet for a couple of weeks. And in so doing, we are bringing back the trades, which I think is such an important part of culture that has been lost. We decided that that's sort of a lesser than thing. But here it is front and center. And it's amazing to watch these kids just light up when they start to figure out what they were uniquely created and designed to do. So it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all program here. And Jay and I have seven children. And no, no two of them are the same. So what worked for our oldest daughter, Savannah, might not work for Sailor. Uh, and so we learn to customize it and we're training these parents so that they can homeschool confidently. So if something were to happen, let's say in the country, which we can all uh, envision that now, right? Because we've just lived through two and a half years of the most tyrannical dictates and lockdowns that we've ever seen in this nation. If something were to happen and the Homeschool Resource Center wasn't here, we want these parents to feel confident that if there were no more homeschool resource centers, no homeschool conferences, they could continue to do it on their own. And so that is part of the ongoing training and encouragement that we offer to parents. Heidi, uh, <clears throat> Jay is is not is not the nationally known speaker. Jay's not the nationally known author. Uh, you are, and yet when I'm with Jay, he's a man, and he's he's a he's a strong man. But you strike me as, and 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 I. This is not a derogatory term. You strike me as the, the consummate Christian feminist because the homeschool movement was very patriarchal, almost to the yeah. point where, uh, you know, to, to the woman, shut up and do as you're told and like it. And if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. Uh, you're, you, you know, you're just a, a breeding device. Uh, and, and now to see a husband and wife team where Jay's still the head of the family, but not threatened by a woman who has national prominence and and is the one everyone knows uh, and to see your kids all healthy uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, how did that come about? And and how did you contend with the homeschool industry when it was very patriarchal? I mean, th- there were no women leading it. It was almost like uh, th- that's why it had such a bad name is because it almost seemed, I don't know, oppressive. Uh, we, we, when it we was. started out, yeah, Michelle and I, when we started out, we didn't know what the home, and people would look at us like, oh, you're homeschooled. Like, that's crazy. And we navigated through some of these curriculums, and they were a little bit bizarre. Um, and, and that's why I love this buffet idea of all the different curriculums. How did you guys yeah, come the, up with that? The early days weren't the best days. No, they weren't. But no, you guys, no, pioneers weren't. to make it better. Talk to me. Well, I and I this. think too, you know, this is such a this is such a fun. I loved actually talking about this because you're right. Uh, the homeschool movement was oppressive, and it was very hard on women, which is so funny to me because it's the homeschool moms that are doing the the lion's share of the educating. And Jay saw this early on, and you you guys, you know, you both know Jay. Jay is an incredible human being. It takes a very strong man to be married to a strong woman. And uh, I, my husband and I saw a, a gift 
uh, that was kind of waiting to be unwrapped in the homeschool movement, but no one was touching it. And that was accessing the hearts of these moms and trying to figure out how could we, um, how could we keep them engaged so that they would love what they were doing, not just survive it. And we eventually, through a series of things, Jay and I have always been involved in the community here in Washington State, been working for the people here for a long time. Somebody asked if we would if we would be the president of the state organization. So we started putting a conference together and one of our speakers didn't show up. And they asked me to fill in for her. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just a, I'm a behind the scenes. You know, I don't I don't actually want to do that. And my husband's like, no, you should totally it'll be great. You're going to love it. So I spoke uh, and I've been leading Bible studies and such in the church where Jay was pastoring, but never done anything like this. You know, 200 women. I thought I was going to pass out. As it turned out, I really enjoyed it. And at the end of that particular day, my husband came up to me and he just put his arms around me. And I'll never forget it as long as I live because it changed our life. He said, you have a gift. He said, I've never seen somebody on such short notice move the hearts of people the way that you did today. He goes, you should, you should do that again. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, I'm, I'm so tired. That stressed me out. I never want to do that again. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, we got a call to do it again. And one call led to another. I wrote a book. I got uh, Dr. Dobson read my book. He called me, asked if I would come on the show. That was That's really great. how, uh, how we got started. But what's funny is I was not embraced in on the homeschool circuit. So no. I got asked to speak like, you know, doing, you know, homeschool, how to that kind of thing. And about seven or eight years into it, I mean, we were going and not getting paid. You know, it was a, it was a rough way to, to make a living. And one day I was speaking at a conference and, and I'm not going to say where, cause I don't want to make anybody mad, but I was speaking at a state conference and, uh, this woman came up to me at the end, one of the, the state organizers. And she said, man, Heidi, we don't have a keynote speaker for next year. Do you know anyone? And I said, pick me. Like I, I want to do it. And she said, Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, she goes, yeah, no, I don't, we don't, she goes, we just don't allow the women to speak in the, in the, uh, we don't allow women keynotes here. And women are like I, children. They should be seen and not heard. Yeah. I, I kind of lost my mind on her a little bit. I just said, listen, you just had me do the same workshop three times because you couldn't fit the people in the room to hear me. You're giving away workshop recordings of me for free because your rooms are too packed out. What is the difference between me speaking to men in a little room and me speaking to men in a big room? I really don't understand. Help me understand. And uh, shoot fire if I didn't get invited to keynote the next year. So that I was the first women, woman keynote. I actually sit on the board of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. I'm the first woman to ever sit on that board. All of those guys, very dear friends of mine. Uh, but the homeschool movement has come a long way. And, and to be perfectly honest, I was one of the first uh, women to speak out against what I saw as a patriarchal abuse that was happening in the homeschool movement. And it was real. Yeah. It really was. And so a lot of women, particularly in the area of birth control, I mean, I met women, particularly at these larger conventions, you had, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 children. And it wasn't because they wanted those children. It was because someone told them they were sinning if they didn't have a baby every 15 minutes. And so we started having a collective conversation about marriage and the heart of God uh, as women and as couples inside the homeschool movement. And the Lord blessed it because it was difficult. We had some very, very difficult conversations. And if anyone's ever read uh, Becoming Mom Strong, which I, I released from Tyndale in 2017, I told the story of my growing up. I grew up under Bill Gothard and uh, a very, very heavy-handed spiritual approach. My father was abusive. My father went to jail several times for uh, the kinds of activities that he engaged in in our home. And so I came from a very bad uh, background. 
And you know what? I look at my life now and uh, the Lord has done such a healing in my in my heart. And he's used my husband in many ways to heal those broken places. And, and look what he's doing. God's the healer. And I want the women in the homeschool movement to know that. And so God's used it in a profound way, largely because of Jay, because of my husband. That's awesome. Yeah, Jay's Jay's a strong man. Uh, he's he's like uh, he's like the quiet man. You know, John Wayne, just yeah. well, pilgrim. Uh, no, he he's he's a he's he's a great brother. I the other thing too, Heidi, that I've observed, especially as you've talked about your father, and and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Bill Gothard was a single man who lived with his mother when he put this curriculum together, and I, I it used to blow my mind because people say, "Oh, Bill Gothard's amazing." I'm looking at it going. No, this is awful. This is so legalistic. It's terrible. And then uh, Phillips, uh, Doug Phillips, was it? I, I think that guy was awful. And you're probably going to get in trouble for that. Let, let me, I'm, I'm the one who said it. Okay. But I, I'd see his catalogs come out. And Michelle and I would look at this and I'm think, look at his wife. She just looks like she's miserable. And yeah. I said, honey, I don't want you to rise to the level of misery. Uh, and And... Yeah, children are a blessing from the Lord, and that's a conversation between a husband and a wife and the Lord. And you, exactly. And and the dictates that you're just going to be a queen termite and just pop kids out. And uh, th- th- this is this is a communication. The two shall become one. And um, and, and Michelle and yeah. I wa- walk through that together in life. We've got five kids. You've got you said seven. Because mm-hmm. every time yeah. I go, I meet a new one. So I'm not sure. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but you know what? I think the Bible says it's a basic misunderstanding that we have had in the church for a long time because the church has adopted the world's view of children. Then the world says children are a burden. God says that they're a blessing, but he never said that they were a requirement. And so I think we, we look at our children and the Lord really changed my heart, you know, regarding children. Obviously, Jay and I ended up having seven children. I always tell people the very best thing about our lives uh, are our children. It's our family that we've poured into now for the 33 years that Jay and I have been married. But I'll tell you, uh, it, it is rough. And I think to have those conversations, and I watched, you know, Vision Forum, I mean, the, the, the struggles with Doug Phillips and Vision Forum are well known, right? These are conversations that were had in the homeschool community. But I have seen a lot of growth in the homeschool community. I still yeah. do a fair amount of keynote speaking at these conferences. Uh, and in fact, I'm leaving Uh, tomorrow morning to fly down to Texas to keynote an event in Dallas. And I love these homeschool moms. They are pouring their lives into their kids. And I'm always telling them, you know, these moms, and I love when, when the men come out to hear me speak too, because I like to talk to them about Jay. And one of my favorite memories of him, you know, when, when I'm homeschooling, you know, six children, and uh, was pregnant with our seventh. I remember Jay coming home one day and I'm just like, I'm in a fetal position, you know, on the couch, just rocking back and forth. Like, what the heck did I, what am I doing? You know, the kids lost their math book for the 400th time. You know, they told me they don't like me today. I haven't made a decent meal since I can't remember when. And Jay just comes right over to me. You know, he's he's uh, home from from working at the church and he got down eye level with me and he, go, he goes, Heidi St. John, he goes, how are you doing? And I go, I go, how do you think I'm doing? He goes, I love that messy <laughs> thing you're doing with your hair. It's awesome. He goes, you can wear that same T-shirt every day, and it just looks sexier every day you wear it. I was like, you think so? You you love it? He goes, I I love it on you. He goes, Heidi St. John, look at me. And I kind of looked at him, you know, straight in the eyes, and and he could tell. I mean, I was at my breaking point. And he said, Heidi, listen to me very carefully. And he leaned in really close, and he goes, ordinary women would be dead by now. Nothing (laughs) ordinary about you. There's nothing ordinary about you. He said, don't forget that while 
you think that you're failing. He said, every day I come home from work and I see progress. Every day I come home from work and I see kids that love their mother and a mom yeah. who's pouring her life into her children. And so often, you know, we, you know, dads will come up to Jay or they'll come up to me at these conferences. And the first question out of the dad's mouth is, you know, I just, I don't know what they're doing in school. Well, how about you start asking your wife how she's doing? Start, yeah. start love. Cause you know, Jay, when he loved me that way, I could cry just thinking about it. His love of me in that moment, it made me want to be a better mom. Yeah. It made me want to be a better wife. And I think sometimes we forget how we can encourage uh, our spouse. And, and, and Jay's just an extraordinary encourager. And so we, we take those stories of our failures, and there are a lot of them, you know, and the moments when we want to quit and the moments when we think it's not working. And, you know, I want to, I, I want to call the school and throw my kids on a, on a yellow school bus just so they can take them around the block and I can get a shower by myself. You know, all the things. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth it. And that's what I want these families to hear. It's it's that's, worth it if you'll hang in there. That's powerful. Well, we had we had some of those moments in our house. My yeah. wife would always imagine that she's just irreparably ruining our kids. You know, yeah. she'd have those days of be like, "No, they're doing great," and have to you know give her that uh, that encouragement. And you know, they've turned yeah. out to be pretty amazing um, because of her hard work and and all of those days where she was just beside herself. You know, it's a, it's yeah. an amazing yeah. amount of work. I was with. Uh, I, I I won't say, but I was I was talking with someone yesterday, and they were commenting about uh, the rapid growth of the ministry and saying nice things about me, and and I said, you know, you haven't said anything about my wife. And they go, well, I don't, I don't really know your wife. I said, you know, you you want to know, and you're asking questions in relation to the ministry, how to figure out your direction in life. And I said, a man who finds a good wife, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. And I said, I, I didn't even find her. The, the Lord was gracious enough not to let me embrace my mistakes. I mean, I was engaged yeah. to be married to somebody else. It's a long story. Folks have heard it in the church, but it's like, I, I, they just say the number now with the stories are so used to them. Number 11, <laughs> number 19. <laughs> You're like uh, a story jukebox. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They just press it. Oh, J6, boom. But but I was I was telling them that I was engaged to be married to someone else and 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 through God's mercy, uh, a, a woman who was not raised in a Christian home, a, a woman who was not raised to be a pastor's wife, uh, ended up uh, as a gift from the Lord, fully equipped to be the best that there is in the country, as far as I'm concerned, and and even homeschooling and the willingness to do that when everyone else said no no way. And as I would be afforded the chance to go and speak to people, she's cleaning up vomit, you know, high chairs, diapers, and you come home and you get to the door. And and I just want to say this to the husbands, and, and Jay knows this, you get to the door, you've had a hard day and, and you want to go through and you think that this is where you get to vent. This is where you think, you know, everyone is there to serve you. No, this is going to be the best part of your day where everyone else you've served that they will pale in comparison to the service when you cross the threshold of that door. And if you're tired, lose yourself because in losing yourself, you'll find it. You don't kick the dog and bark at your wife and get frustrated with the kids. I learned that lesson the hard way, but you go through and you realize you are who you are because she's doing what she does. And your children are not going to be a casualty to the ministry because she's making sure that the home fires and she wants to, she's living vicariously through all of this and maintaining um, the character of the family, and she wants to know what you did for the day. And if you're out of words because you're a man and you don't want to, I don't care, find them. And go through the, and, and if she wants to know details and minutiae, give that to her. Take that time. 
Because as long as she knows she's primary, there isn't anything she wouldn't do and anywhere she wouldn't go. Because she's your biggest fan. That's why she's raising your children and pouring into them. And I, I just, I, I know Jay, I, I saw that in the man, how he appreciates you. And and the same thing with Michelle. I just, I marvel because that that's not going to make it on the front pages, you know. But but whoever I am and whatever people think of me, I'll tell you this: it, it's it, it's the the character and the quality of my life is a result of the woman I married. I, I adore that. She, you said Jay made you want to be a better woman, mother. Michelle makes me want to be a better man. Well, you guys are both convicting me here because I'm the worst when it comes to coming home and not laying out. And I've been working on it. I mean, but because this has been an issue for every man is. You just gotta, you just gotta realize that there's no return on investment on that. Yeah, I also have three daughters, and they all want to hear the blow by blow of every detail of my day. Like, how did your day go, Dad? You know, and they want to, and they want me to work through it. And And last thing I want to do is talk about any of it. it, Last thing we want to do is talk, and and the and we have one woman in the triumvirate here, and she's not even speaking. And we're come on, let's go, Heidi. Jump back in. The men are no, doing all I, the talking. It's bizarre. It's, I think we took a like uh, a, a progesterone pill or something. I mean, we're getting, I, listen. Know, I'm ready to hear. From I'm her feeling again. very emotional. Let's I don't go. know. I just I don't know. But Heidi, could you just talk? Because I just feel. <laughs> Sorry. I go was ahead. thinking. I think this is no. This is the stuff that life is made of, right? Amen. So amen. What you guys are saying, people are going to be listening to that. And they're going to be encouraged. You know, there's not there's not a single one of us that has a perfect marriage or a perfect, you know, it takes work. It is, it is a dying to yourself. It's a realizing that what you're doing is really for eternity. What Jay and I are doing when we make the decision every day to prefer each other is we're setting our children up for success in their own marriages. So they can look at us and go, you know, mom, dad didn't have it all right. I mean, that my, our kids have seen some knockdown dragouts at our house, right? You know, you're not married for 33 years without a Let's without get a, ready to rumble. <laughs> without a few of those and we you know we travel around the country so we've lived in RVs for you know forever and ever amen just uh, out on the road you know we Jay always says it's the best of times and it's the worst of times but what's amazing now is we're watching our grandkids you know starting to come up to our houses and stuff and she, they are they hear the stories and I always tell moms this I want them to be encouraged because the, the times that you feel like you're failing if you can just do the thing, just make sure your kids know that you love them at the end of the day, that's what they're going to remember. That's what Amen. they'll remember. And I think we've forgotten it in the, in the culture right now, the culture says that motherhood is, you know, this thing that you do, it's a stopover on the highway of life. You know, it's on your way to having a career mm-hmm. on your way to getting your dream house or whatever. And it's the most important thing you'll ever do. And it, it, it's the same with my run for Congress. You know, I didn't just decide to run for Congress. You know, I'm pretty sure, Rob, that I called you before uh, we announced the run. We there were people that we knew that we uh, have that have poured into us for many, many years from all over the country, and we called those people and we said, "Pray for us." We got together with all seven of our kids so that we could count the cost as a family, yeah. and that's well. what needs to happen. You know, and I think if people look, if people look beyond what what seems glamorous, you know, uh, what they're going to see is just real people. Just real yeah. people who are loving each other and doing the best that they can. And we don't do it perfectly, you know, but like I've told you guys before, uh, so much of, of why Jay and I have been successful. Jay says, and I thought this was so good, years ago at a, at a conference in Arizona, I think we've done almost every state homeschool conference. And you can always tell the really, you know, the, the old school homeschoolers that just are offended that I'm up on the stage. 
and it happens less now than it than it used to, used to happen all the time. But in Arizona, a young girl, probably 16 years old, I'm sure in a very patriarchal family, she was, you know, had one of her siblings on her hip and she had another one with her and she walked right up to me. And with all of the boldness that comes from a child who doesn't understand the scriptures beyond what her parents have said to her, she said, aren't you embarrassed that you're up on the stage and your husband is not, that you have usurped his role in your home? And I, I looked at Jay and I was kind of embarrassed for Jay, honestly, that someone would look at him and see him in that way. And Jay just looked at me and goes, this seems like a question I should answer. So he walked right up to her and he said, he said, have you ever heard my wife speak? And she said, yeah. She said, he said, uh, I can't do that. That's not the gift that God's given me. God's given me lots of gifts and abilities and speaking isn't one of them. And he said, I see my role in my family as the chief development officer. Like I'm the development director of my family. And so I'm always looking for the gifts and abilities in my wife and in my children. And I'm trying to give them opportunities to make them the very best people that they can be. And he said that, he said, I, I love what my wife does. I love that she's speaking. And you could just see this young girl, this 16 year old girl. She'd never heard that before. She'd never heard that, that maybe a woman could, could operate beyond, you know, changing diapers and beyond serving her husband. And it's not that those are bad things. It's just that we look at, you know, my job is to build Jay up. His job is to build me up. And there are different ways that we do that. And it's a beautiful picture that God gives us of marriage. And what would happen, you guys, if the leaders in our country embrace that? What would happen if if the people that were sitting on our city councils and sitting, uh, you know, in, on, in the halls of Congress actually loved their families and went home to them at night? You know, I just think the country would be a different place. And it's part of a national conversation that we need to be having. I agree. Agreed. Um, very, I, I, that was, go ahead. I, I don't know. I, I was moved by that story. And especially Jay going, honey, I got this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's powerful. And, yeah. and you guys had to deal yeah. with that across the country because oh, yeah. there was there was such a a, a preconceived mindset, uh, this this mindset of this patriarchal, and and look, I, I love the structure of the family in Ephesians five and six. I preach this structure of the family, but but it's 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 not the Doug Phillips mindset where you know you are less than uh, we're, we're equal in the eyes of God, and and she's a helpmate by willingness. Mm-hmm. Wives submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Knowing that the husband is a flawed character, she's not. There's not a man on the on the earth worth submitting to, uh, as far as just our, our makeup. We we are all flawed, but she's submitting to the Lord, who's telling her to submit to that man, and the Lord's perfect. So she's she's doing that out of a willingness. So the weak man is the man who says to his wife, "Wife, submit." He he doesn't have the ability to lead that he must you know, browbeat and demand that. And then all of a sudden that just takes away from his desire to continue in his character because he doesn't have the character to, to, to have that woman uh, be proud of him and, and want to do that. So that, that is, that is a, a destruction of the, of the, of the true meaning of that, that willing submission Sorry, I had to say that. I'm no, sorry, no, I had no, to say that. I'm just sorry I, I took that no, spot. No, no, that's great. Um, uh, Heidi, you know, we have like uh, two more minutes, but... No, we um, can keep going. We're going longer. But, but you have to be somewhere? No. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. We do have a hard stuff, though. No, executive decision. Go. Okay, there you go. Um, with, uh, with this, um, we took our kids out of private school, 
And we did yeah. because we saw that private schools were being overwhelmed by secular folks. And when I say private schools, I mean private Christian schools um, uh, were being overwhelmed by a lot of people who do not profess faith in Christianity. And so their kids are engaging in much different behaviors in their homes than our, our, our kids were, right? So um, with that, uh, um, what are your thoughts there to encourage people who are in private schools that maybe are not paying attention to some of the disintegration that's happening there, um, and they have the means maybe to homeschool and, and do things like what you're doing there? What Do you have any words for them? Oh, yeah. I mean, Jay and I, we actually had the opportunity when Jay was pastoring at a large, uh, a large Calvary chapel here in Vancouver, they had a private school. And we, we had free tuition in front of us. But I'll tell you what, we've seen enough now in the schools to know that uh, if you don't know exactly who is teaching your children, if you don't know exactly who their friends are, if you don't know the teachers, the Bible teaches us that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. I was a product of a private Christian school. Um, my, my husband went to a public school. We know that our, our universities are woke now. We know that that wokeism is absolutely in the Christian community, 100%. And yep. so I always tell parents, you know, you will always be your child's best teacher. And I think it's just this misunderstanding that can it can even be done. And I think God is using the homeschool movement, the one that's filled with life and hope yeah. and liberty, yeah. that one. I think that God is using that part of the homeschool movement to begin a national conversation that I think will result in national revival because it focuses on the heart of a family. And God loves families. God's heart is for families. And so when I when I when people come up to me and say, I'm gonna put my kid in school, I, my my first question is always just make sure that you're not doing it to get out of the responsibility that God gave to you first. And I think so often we do that. We do that in church, right? We, we forever and ever, you know, we drop our kids off at Sunday school and church. And then during the week, we drop them off at school and somebody else educates them. But God has given the primary instruction for children to their parents. And I'm not saying this is a sin issue. I'm just saying it's a discernment issue. It's a wisdom issue. And yeah. a lot of times we just don't want to take on the responsibility because it's hard. But guess what? Nothing yeah. that's worth doing in this life is easy. Not a single thing. That's it. That's it. We, Heidi, um, he he's right. I mean, we do have a hard break, but I, I do, I, and I it is an executive decision. I want to go longer, but I, hey, we can we can he's put it together. Would you would you? This is so good, and and I know you're busy. Would you give us another episode tomorrow night? Would you would you come back and be with us? And and all the folks watching and listening, you know, I'm just going to try to do this in front of them to hear you say yes, or if and they're, or they'll all be disappointed when you say no. Oh, no, I would love to do that. I'm pretty sure you just did that for me in my studio. I'd be happy to. Yeah, no, yeah, seriously. I, I want I, I want to I want to I want to go into the campaign, the why and what you're doing. I want folks to hear this and, and how you're processing much like California. The woes in California are equal, if not greater than in Washington. Uh, this is a state where you've lived and you've you've raised your family and you're watching the misery of it. I want folks to see how do you turn that around? How does somebody who's busier in a one-arm wallpaper hanger now do a run for Congress and put their entire career on hold, still feed the seven kids and the grandkids and take, you know, how do you do that? Because everybody is now awakening to our responsibility of a government of the people, by the people and for the people. And, you know, I told you this and so did Rick. We didn't come to Washington to help you uh, because we were getting an honorarium. I paid my own ticket. I went on my own dime. And I did it because I believe in you and Jay. 
And I, I, I believe in this country. I, I honestly think you're one of the most exciting candidates for Congress in the country. I'm disappointed Tucker doesn't see that. People can be, you know, in, in politics, people can be confused. And your opponent is one that seems, although I have to say, the smell on the rose is starting to fade on this guy because people are starting to see who he was, who we knew from the beginning. I knew from the beginning. He's like a Lynn Wood uh, of running for Congress. Lynn Wood, if people don't know who that is, everyone told me Lynn is magical. And now you realize he kept Kyle Rittenhouse in jail for over 80 days. Yeah. He just bought two plantations in South Carolina on the stupidity of conservatives. He, he was a psyop. Yeah. yeah, this is a psyop. I, I, I feel that way about your opponent. Uh, and some of the things I know personally make me confirming of that. Well, uh, well, I don't know. Your, I believe in you. I don't know your opponent, Thank but you. I know you. And that's uh, why I'm not saying the person's and, yeah. name because I'm not giving them free advertising because exactly. everybody watches this program. Yeah. All but, 12 but of us. I do know you and I know that you won't um, fail us in regards to uh, the principles and values that we believe in. And, and you will do the right thing. And we have so few people in our government that are able to to keep their commitments all right let's do this let's do this Heidi I'm gonna say good night so that you can get back to what you're doing stay in the studio so we can arrange for tomorrow night just stay right there and I'm gonna say goodbye to everybody and then I'm gonna uh, talk to you about coming back on so let's do that perfect all right well uh, I'm glad she agreed to uh, tomorrow night yeah. so we'll have her back let's and keep we'll, her we'll going. do that well, yeah she's a she's a person who needs a part two seriously she's got seriously, so I was so to, moved to offer and 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 I'd love to you know get deeper both in the campaign and, and keep talking that, that the whole school that stuff. whole need cur- encouragement we didn't know we were gonna talk. I, I love that I mean it ministered to my heart and yeah. I know folks out there who there's been such a I want to hear the percentage of people going into the homeschool movement because yeah. You know, she's the pioneer. Jay is too. Let's. It, that was that was a God thing. I really feel like we need to keep going yeah, on it. I love it, folks. Limited on time, so we're we're gonna have Heidi back. Uh, but um, stay tuned. It'll be tomorrow night. Don't worry about it. So thanks for joining us on Liberty Station. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. Good night.